had a dream that I was supposed to go to Jamaica. And it was around Mother's Day. So I called my mother and said, mm -hmm. would you mind if I went to Jamaica? Um, would you mind if I went to Jamaica instead of us doing Mother's Day? And my mother is such a wonderful, beautiful, free spirit. She's, she definitely has imparted that in me. Right. In 48 hours um, that I was going to leave from the time mm -hmm. I decided to go. As soon as I got off the plane, I could, I could feel, I felt like I was at home. And I had traveled all over the world. I'd never felt that anywhere else I had gone. Welcome to At the Table with Be Monique. Pull up a chair, sit down, relax, and let's chat. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to At the Table with Be Monique. I'm your host, Be Monique, and our special guest today is Miss Jessica Halton. Hey, Jessica. Hey, Dee Monique, thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for agreeing to come on. And let me just do, let me just let the listeners know, I know my voice sounds odd. Um, I found out a few days ago that I have a sinus infection. So I'm so happy to actually be able to talk to you guys because I wasn't able to talk a few days ago. Um, yeah, so my voice was very low Jessica so this is like a strong day of vocals for me um so I'm so happy that during our time of your interview that I'm feeling a lot better <laughs> me too me too yeah I just always like to take a moment to thank the listeners because if you guys were not on the other end listening this would all kind of be in vain right so thank you for listening if you would please take a moment like the page share it with friends and family because I feel like we have really good stories that we share here and sometimes there's just one or two little things that said that can impact someone else someone else's life okay so um and then leave me a comment you guys know I want to know if you have good news if you have a um snack suggestion or if you want to come on to be a guest leave me a comment below let me know you know what's going on what you you know want to say to me. Miss um, Jessica, as all, you know, as I ask all my guests to bring on a snack because one of my favorite segments of this podcast is snack time. <laughs> yes. yes, I love, I love good food and I like good snacks. But before we, you know, we eat our snacks, we do need to take a moment to say a prayer. Um, I always kind of dedicate this moment to my great grandmother Lucille who always you know you know taught us to make sure we pray before we eat so we're just going to take a moment and say a prayer of thanks so heavenly father we thank you for this food that we're about to receive we ask that you let it bring some nourishment to our bodies we thank you for this and all other blessings in your son Jesus name amen amen <laughs> so Jessica you are our um our guest, so I'm going to let you go first with, you know, sharing your snack. But listeners, if you do not have a snack, please pause the podcast, go get your snack and come back. Because listen, if you don't have a good, you know, snack, we're not going to have a good conversation. So take a moment, pause the podcast, come back.
grab a snack and come back to the table. Okay, now Jessica, tell us what you're snacking on today. Okay, I'm gonna tell you before I show you, okay? Okay. It was, it was really beautiful to begin with, all right? Okay. I made these amazing quesadillas, all right? Ooh. I made them with, yes, I made them with Beyond. I, I, I was looking for some Beyond meat, but I couldn't find any. So I used what I had. I had Beyond Italian hot sausages. So mm. cut them all up, cut them all up, put them in a pan with some some um, some um, hot oil. Um, I forgot what it's called. It's a spicy oil that I use. Um so I put that in there, put some garlic in there, some cilantro, onion, da, 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 some black beans. Um, what else did I put in there? Some tomato. And um, I made some quesadillas and they're so good. Oh my God. That sounds so delicious. They're so good. But um, I went to warm them up right before I came on the podcast and I kind of burnt them. Oh. Listen. I kind of burnt them, but but I love stuff crispy, so it's gonna mm -hmm. work out. I'm still gonna eat them. Yes, please eat them and let us know on this podcast we eat. So please do a taste test for us. Oh, let us okay. know how they taste. Okay. Mm-hmm. You hear the crispy? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. 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 So the still flavor's yummy. still there. Mm, the flavor is still there. Mm -hmm. Nice. And you know, we're not going to call it burnt. We're going to call it blackened. Okay. Okay. Blackened quesadillas. Blackened quesadillas. Yes. Yes. Blackened quesadillas. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm drinking on some tea. I drink tea all morning, every morning of my life. Hold on one second. Yeah. Tell us, show us what kind of tea you're drinking. So I make this little mixture. When I lived in Jamaica, I started drinking merengue tea. And grandmother told me to drink tea every morning. So I started drinking tea mm -hmm. back then, like 11 years ago. So my tea I drink today, I don't know if you can see it, it's merengue. Mm -hmm. I put a couple of drops of chlorophyll in. Okay. I put in ginger and lemon. And it's a little zesty. It's a little that's, spicy. Yeah, that's a good mm -hmm. combination. And some days I like it a little sweet, so I'll put a little agave in it. But some days I don't want it sweet. Some days you're sweet, some days you're not. <laughs> so. Right, right. That's my tea. And I drink tea all morning. Well, Jessica, I didn't know this. Uh, well, I don't know if you are, but are you vegan? Or ital? I, I, I'm vegan. Sometimes I backslide. Sometimes uh huh. I but, but for the most part, my body loves me being a vegan. My body nice. loves, my mind likes the this and that, but my body tells me in a, in a heartbeat, oh no, this isn't, this, this isn't for you. So I've been on this journey for about three years now. No. Four years. Wow. About four years mm. now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. I think we're around the same um, uh, 
amount of years of being vegan. Uh, You're so vegan too? I started 2019. Yeah. That's whenever I started. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> what a coincidence. Yeah. Wow. And I love cooking vegan. I have a full, I have a full, you want to see it? I have a full recipe book. I have a full recipe book of vegan recipes. It's, I, it's amazing. I love being vegan. I love it. I love it. So what made you go vegan? Um, well, I was having some health issues and, um, I've always kind of played around with not eating meat, you know, uh, especially during the beginning of the year, um, you know, uh, going along with different churches. Um, my church didn't do it, but, you know, friends of mine, their church would do the Daniel fast. And so I would do it with them. And during that time, honestly, I didn't miss the meat. Um, and, you know, watching different um, health documentaries, I was like, you know what, maybe I should because of all the drugs that they were putting into the animals. Because if you look at some of those documentaries, the animals are not kept in great conditions, right? And so it's like, I didn't want to eat the sick meat. You know, basically that that was it. And so I was like, all those things that they're putting into the animal, when I eat it, I'm consuming it. So um, there's a, a challenge that happens in January called uh, Veganuary. And so I did it for 30 days, uh, January of 2019. I say 2019, was it 2018? I don't know. I was, I'll was just stick with 2019. 2019, and um, I did it for 30 days, and I've been doing it ever since. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's my short little vegan story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'll share with you guys my, uh, my snack. So where I live, there's a grocery store called Food Lion. And I popped in there one day. I think I needed some tomatoes. And they had a, um, you know how they do the little front uh, advertisement, you know, like the, the hot items for the week. And they had this brand of uh, snacks called Spudsy. And it is sweet potato fries, but they are hot fries. And I remember as a teenager, like going to the convenience store and getting those hot fries Right. And they were so good. Jessica, one thing I've talked to the guests about or the listeners is about portion control, because, you know, when you have a good snack, it is so easy, right, to like just take your hand and eat out of the bag. And so I did measure out a serving is 28 grams which is one ounce. So I measured out so that I can really enjoy these. Very okay? nice. Yes. yes. So, yeah. So I hope it tastes good. So let, let's see. Let's see. Let's see what they okay. do with these sweet potato hot fries. Let's see. Oh, wait a minute. It's pretty good. It's not, I'll be honest. It's not like the hot fries that I remember as a, like a teenager. And I think that maybe because it's made from sweet potatoes, uh-huh. but this is Are good. It has a, yes. It has a nice crunch, nice spice. Yeah. 
Okay. Okay, nice. Spudsy. Okay. Yeah. Have to try those. Yeah. And also, just like you, Jessica, I have tea. Yay. <laughs> yes. Because of uh, what everything that's going on, you know, with my sinuses and everything, um, mm. I made a a tea. I actually got this uh, allergy relief tea from mm. a local uh, farmer's market. And so, um, mm, nice. you know, it's like the loose leaf tea. And then I just steeped it for a while. And then I added um, a squeeze of lemon. So that's mm-hmm. what I will be sipping on. Cheers. So Cheers. Yes. So let me tell you guys about Jessica and why I have asked her to come on today. Um, So I think it was like 2016. um, I took my very first trip to Jamaica and um, it was such a great, uh, great trip that I took with a group called Reggae Runners who are now like my family, my cousins from all around the U.S., (laughs) right? And I remember uh, Jessica offered a, I think it was a sunrise yoga class, right? Is that what the class was called? Stand-up paddleboard yoga or Stand-up paddleboard. Yes. And so I remember that was one of the, like, excursions, you know, that was offered to us. And um, I remember I had a, you know, you go around when you're with a big group, you go around and you chat with everybody. But I remember chatting with Jessica and I remember her telling me that she was a uh, Navy veteran, right? And so, you know, military people, you kind of like, you know, put a little side note, oh, okay, you're my people. And uh, she has such a bubbly personality. And one thing that I have observed because we did become Facebook friends is that Jessica lives life according to her own rules. (laughs) I don't know if you all have ever traveled somewhere outside of the U.S. and you thought, man, this is so nice. I wish I lived here. I wish I could, you know, like live here part of the year. And so Jessica has done that. Thank you so much for coming on to tell us your story. Yeah. Yeah. So how are you feeling today? I'm on cloud nine this morning at 7.30 a.m. My great-granddaughter was born. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I knew. I Listen, I knew your uh, your granddaughter. Well, you, I mean, your is your grandson. Your, uh, right. Your grandson was waiting for the arrival of the baby. And it happened today. This morning, yeah. Oh, my gosh. How wonderful. So I'm <laughs> elated. I'm on cloud nine. I'm just, I'm just amazed. God is so amazing. And I I never imagined to have such a legacy in my life. So I'm, I'm very grateful this morning. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So you're going to have to send me a picture once you get a chance to go meet her. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to meet her on Friday. Oh, yeah. I know those are tears of joy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. What a blessing. Yeah, she's so beautiful. Yeah, thank you. I bet. I bet. 
Oh, so Jessica, tell me, where did you grow up? I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Okay. I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in a Mm -hmm. town called Wilkinsburg. Wilkinsburg, but I went to high school in, in East Liberty in Pittsburgh. It's all Pittsburgh though. Yeah. I'm a Pittsburgher. Okay. (laughs) And um, like I mentioned, you, you joined the Navy. Did you join the Navy from there? Yes, I did. Yeah. How old were you at the time when you joined the Navy? I was 19. Okay. So Mm -hmm. basically fresh out of high school. Well, yes, like, I graduated like a from year high or so. School. Yeah, I graduated from high school at 17 because okay. I, I I had a baby in high school. Okay. And so, mhm. And so um I joined she was about mm, 10 months old, maybe 18 months old, 18 months old. Yeah, she was walking. Okay. And so was she your motivation to join the um the navy? Yes. At first I I I I was actually married and mm-hmm. um I was married at 17. Okay. And um I had left my husband and I had barely made it out of high school because I had a baby in high school. I I barely made it to high school and didn't have any, you know, aspirations of going to college. I had a baby and Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to college. So I went to beauty college. I was there for two weeks. I'm a beauty school dropout. (laughs) 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 So you're a pink lady. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a pink lady. Beauty school dropout. Yes. So... I just decided I had to get out of Pittsburgh. It was getting rough. I mm-hmm. didn't have much education. I, you know, I didn't want to become a statistic. And so okay. I went, I went through the yellow pages and found the military, I tried to join the Marines. They wouldn't take me with a baby, ended up joining the Navy. And uh, my parents took care of my little girl and um, I went and did my thing. Nice. Now, how many years did you spend in the Navy? Um, just four. Yeah, just four. Okay. It, that, that is an enlistment, not just four. Right. Don't right. say just. Right. Yeah. Right. Because listen. Right. I did an enlistment. Thank you. Thank yes, you. you did. True. You completed True. an enlistment. Yes. True. Um, True. And where, where did you go during that time in the Navy? I was stationed in Norfolk, Virginia. Okay. Did you enjoy living in Virginia? Um, it was interesting. It was good. It was yeah. It was, it was okay. Yeah. It was, yeah. It probably. It I'm good. thinking it's probably like the same speed of where you were from. Kind of like a busy area. Um, it was a little less city. I lived near mm-hmm. Virginia Beach, but mm-hmm. it was mostly like my life was military life. You know. <clears throat> And, yeah. and my children by then, because by then I had two children mm-hmm. and then I had, I lived in Virginia and had three children. So, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Did, um, did you ever, when you're in the Navy, did you ever have a chance to travel out of the country, like for a TDY 
or for a short mission or anything like that? No, I was no? only stationed in Virginia. No. Okay. I asked because uh, during my active duty time, I spent, I was active duty for six years and mm-hmm. I spent four or more uh, of those years stationed overseas. Wow. How and nice. so, yeah. And so that kind of like gave me a travel bug, you know, and like, yeah. Yeah. So I didn't know if maybe that, you know, if the Navy kind of gave you that travel bug. I was at home baking cookies and going to PTA (laughs) meetings and sewing, sewing, sewing clothes and, you know, okay. All that stuff. Yeah. So, um, so you spent your four years in the Navy. What'd you do after you got out of the Navy? I just stayed home and was a mom. I was a stay at home mom for, many years. I had Uh small jobs. I worked for Marriott or, Mm -hmm. but for many years I was a stay at home mom. And so I moved to California and then I worked and kind of was a stay at home mom a little bit, but Mm -hmm. just, you know, that's mostly what I did. Listen, I, (laughs) I don't know how other people feel about California, but I did have a chance to spend some time there. And when I think about California, I can only think about how it made me felt like not, you know, what I did so much there, but how I felt. And it's just like a happy place to me. Like thinking about California gives me joy. Yeah. Yeah. California is magnificent. Yeah. Yeah. I see where people want to go to California, not because of the gold, you know, there's no gold rush anymore, but uh, (laughs) I understand why people love California. So tell us, how did you end up like, how'd you make the decision to move to beautiful Jamaica? (laughs) It just happened. I um, was in network marketing, Uh um, a a business called artists where we sold these garments. I don't know if you remember the body magic. Um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, I had a large organization, helped a lot of people, traveled a lot. And, um, and uh, one night, I had a dream that I was supposed to go to Jamaica. And it was around Mother's Day. So I called my mother and said, Mm -hmm. would you mind if I went to Jamaica? Um, Would you mind if I went to Jamaica instead of us doing Mother's Day. And my mother is such a wonderful, beautiful, free spirit. She's, she definitely has imparted that in me. Right. So she has. So, so um, I found a trip for $500 round trip to Jamaica. I asked many people if they could go with me. It was in 48 hours um, that I was going to leave from the time mm-hmm. I decided to go no one could go with me. I went on my own. As soon as I got off the plane, I could, I could feel, I felt like I was at home. I felt like, and I had traveled all over the world. I've been to, I've been to Italy. I've been to Australia. I've been to Canada. I've been to Belize. I've been to Cancun. I've been, I've been so many places. My my passport is like I've been a lot of places, but I had never been to Jamaica. 
And I had never felt that anywhere else I had gone. So as soon as I took the first breath of the air, that it just came over me. So mm-hmm. I went on, went on about my business, you know, got on the taxi to take me to the hotel. And as soon as I get to the hotel, I go out and there was a jet ski rider, driver. We don't have the mm-hmm. jet skis there anymore. But um, I said, are you here for me? He said, yep. I, he, I got my money and he drove me all the way up and down. And... A lot happened, like I had this spiritual awakening during that time, but I, I don't want to, I don't want to take too much time, but no, take but, all the time, um, but it was, it was pretty amazing. He took me to this Island, you know, the Island booby K booby K. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. He took me to booby K. So there were some guys sitting there and you know chilling I figured we were gonna sit there and chill out you know take a break because we were going up and down and up and down and you know so so he said no follow me and I was like okay I said I don't have any shoes on and he said it's okay it'll be okay and we walked down this path through these woods Mm -hmm. and I'm looking down to make sure I don't step on anything I'm not used to walking without any shoes on Right. I'm used to being in my life in California with my high heels on and doing my network marketing and talking and, but I felt very empty. So this Mm -hmm. was, this was filling me up from the minute I got there. So I'm looking down, looking down, making sure, cause there's weeds, there's, you know, it's, it's a path, but it's not a real clear path. So you kind of got to move your way through it, you know? So, so I look up and all of a sudden, all I saw was water. I was like, oh God, dear God, wow, where am I? So I asked him if he could leave me alone for a minute. He said, yeah, no problem. He he said, I'll walk back to where the guys are. You'll be okay. Nobody will come and mess with you. I said, okay. I took my bathing suit off and I put my body into the water. I put my head in the water underneath and something just came over me. Yeah. I, I, I said a prayer. I said, God, if this is where you want me to be, I'll walk it out. I'll walk it out. Whatever I have to do, I'll do. Came out of the water, put my suit back on. <sighs> Walked back by myself. I I knew the path now. I wasn't looking down anymore. I I was okay. I was all right to walk. Walked back, get back on the jet ski, go back. And I was like, wow, I'm going to live here. I don't know how. I don't know when. I don't even know why. But the spirit is letting me know that, Mm okay, okay. Let's go. So <clears throat> the next day, a guy comes along. He says, do you want to go on a tour? I said, no, I don't want to go on any tours. I don't want to be in any buses. I don't want to do anything. Nothing. Please. Yeah. I don't want to do anything at all. So he said, I promise you the bus is small. I said, okay, the bus is small. 
I don't want to be on a big bus. I don't want to be, I don't want anything big. I want to, I want to get compartmentalized. I want to hermit myself. I want to feel it. So he finally talked me into it. He talked me into it. So the next day go, or no, later that day go, he takes me. I had, I, I, I have a lot of problems with with my shoulders here, I carry a lot of knots because I carry a lot of issues because I carry a lot of, a lot of stuff. And people mm-hmm. see me, they, they see, oh, you're so happy. You're this and that, but they don't know. They don't like the song chronic sings. They don't know. They see me smile, but they don't know what I feel inside. Yeah. So, so takes me to, to Mayfield falls and, and, I'm walking through the rocks. I had fallen hiking years ago in the area that I live now. Ironically, I had fallen. So I was real scared. I was real timid, real trepid, you know, and and they took care of me. They took care of me. They took care of me. It was an unattached where it wasn't about we like you or we want you or anything like that. It was it was true human care. And it mm-hmm. captured my spirit. It captured me. I was like, who are these people? Who are these people? It was just, I had never really experienced that. Yeah. So, so then they put me under this rushing, high rushing falls. And it was all down on my shoulders. And I tell you what, it healed me. It healed yeah. me. It healed yeah. me. It healed me. When I went back, I I didn't feel it for a long time, but there's more. So anyway, (laughs) so then the next day, the driver that took me the first day, he said, I have somewhere I want to take you. I said, okay. He said, I want to take you to, um, oh gosh, I should have wrote this all down. I should have wrote it down. Take your time. I should have wrote it down. It's not Mayfield Falls. It's where Dr. Scott is. And so I'm gonna come with the name. I, I I'm just I'm I'm seeing everything that happens. So he takes me into this cave. It's the caves. Anybody that's listening will know where I'm talking about. But I'm gonna come, it's gonna come to me. It'll come it's back come to, to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna come to me. So he takes me there and there's these Jamaican girls, they're getting this scrub, like the scrubs you see that they do on the bamboos, right? But it was yeah. in caves. You had to walk down into the caves and it was real dark. And mm-hmm. I didn't know this driver. I'm just like, okay, you know, trust. I had to I had yeah. to get trust, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So go down there and then there's this Rasta. And he says, This is Dr. Scott. This is this is Jessica. So Dr. Scott said, Okay, so he started doing the, and then he looked and I had piercings. He wanted all my piercings out, all the piercings out, everything out. So I was like, uh, you know, I can only take out so much. You know, I had a belly button pierce. I know I'm pointing down, but it was just my belly button. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> just want to get clear for the listeners, just in case. <laughs> No, no judgment on anyone that does, but I'm just saying <laughs> right. I don't. So, right, okay. right. <laughs> so, so anyway, so anyway, he starts scrubbing, scrubbing, scrubbing. He scrubs all the, it's like sulfur um, rock on me. So, so, um, so he says, come. 
So then he says, he takes me to this little um, entryway, this little pathway. It was like this big, right? Mm -hmm. So he says, you're going to, you're going to kneel down. You're going to sit down. You're going to lay back. And, and, and then he went behind me. I was laid down by this time. He went behind me. He crunched down because you couldn't stand up in it. He crunched right, down. It's a cave. Right. It's a cave. It's a very small part of a bigger cave. Right. Mm -hmm. So he takes me by my shoulders and he pulls me through. And there's water underneath me. He pulls me through. And he lets my shoulders go. And for a third of a second, I was like, oh. Like, cause it was black, it was pitch black. And I was, mm -hmm. I was like, Whoa, like, what are we doing? But right. then something just took over me where I was like, okay, all right. Okay. Just trust, just trust. It's going to be okay. Yeah. So, so it says, release, 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 release. And I just start crying. Snacks are running out of my nose. I'm just like, just like just releasing, just releasing yeah. everything in my whole life, just releasing. So then he takes me, pushes my shoulders back through. I stand up. I'm shaking. And there's just snot and tears and every, my face is just soaking wet. Yeah. The Jamaican the Jamaican girls are over here with getting scrubbed and they're looking, they're like, What did you do to her? And they're like, you're all right. And then I just looked at them and like, I couldn't even speak, I couldn't even speak. So then the next day I went home back to Long Beach. I lived on the 17th floor down in Long, downtown Long Beach. My house overlooked the ocean on this side, the city on this side. And I got there and I was frozen. I was frozen. I was like, I have to go back. I have to go. Yeah. I gotta mm -hmm. go. I yeah. gotta go. I gotta go. I was walking around in the same dress from there and just walking back and forth, ordering from the the thing downstairs because I couldn't even leave the building. I was just I was just frozen. I was frozen. So this was 2010. Mm -hmm. 2010. So I just made a decision. I was like, I have to go. I have to go move there. I have to go live there. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't even know how I'm going to do it. But I have to go. Yeah. I have to go. So I called my parents. I told my parents. <coughs> I told my family. And then at the time, I was doing network marketing. had a meeting every week at the Grand and with 125 to 200 people that would come and listen to me, you know, share with them a business opportunity mm -hmm. and just an opportunity to just be who they want to be, you know, mm -hmm. just a, a, it's a financial way, but it also gave me an opening like people do network marketing so that they'll have freedom. Mm. So I was like, I can be free. Yeah, I'm. I'm Let's go. Let's do it. It's for real. Oh, we're doing network marketing so we can 
be rich. Okay, what is rich to you? What is rich to you? What is rich to you? Mm -hmm. So rich to me was I had to go. Mm -hmm. I had to go. So I started telling everybody. They're like, you can't go. I was like, you can't tell me I can't go. Nobody can tell me. My mother can't tell me. It's like a calling. When you have a calling, nobody can nobody can block God from pulling your life. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Your mama can't, your daddy can't, your business people, nobody. Yeah. So then I start selling all my stuff in my apartment. I had a bad apartment. It was tough. It was tough. Mm-hmm. They called it the kitty cat lily pad. <laughs> it was sexy. Yeah. It was sexy. It was sexy. It was so sexy. It was beautiful. I went on Craigslist. That was back in the day of Craigslist. Mm-hmm. Went on Craigslist, listed everything down to the salt and pepper shakers, and started selling everything. My bed, I had a beautiful four poster bed. I had a beautiful tall uh, uh, wine bar glass table with a pony hair. Da 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 da. Just a whole bunch of just gorgeous things but they're just things i was ready i had to go yeah I had to go so i'm sorry go no, ahead i want to ask you something because this is making you very emotional yeah and why why is it making you emotional it was such a unbelievable part of my life mm-hmm. when I look back at it it's almost like how did that even happen yeah. it was so amazing yeah so incredible like who does that yeah I, I look at it and I don't even excuse me it's almost like having an out-of-body experience yeah it's like that's me yeah you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And 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 I'm reliving all of those feelings and all of those emotions that I was able I can feel them. I can taste them. Yeah. I can smell them. So I, I apologize. No, please I don't apologize. Listen, don't apologize because this is where we're real on this conver- on this podcast. Yeah. That's what it's about. Yeah. Being real, yeah. having real conversations yeah. and and yeah. I want to ask for a moment because religion and spirituality, faith comes up a lot here. Do you feel like this was a spiritual call to you to move to Jamaica? Oh, yes. On so many levels. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I had nothing to do with it. Yeah. All I did was walk it out like I promised I would do. Mm-hmm. You were obedient to your call. I was I was obedient. Mm-hmm. I was obedient. I was obedient. When you have obedience, I was obedient. I sacrificed. Mm-hmm. I sacrificed. When I met you, I, I didn't even have a toilet. I didn't even have a running toilet when I met you. Oh, wow. I was going to the bathroom on a five-gallon bucket, honey, and emptied it in an outhouse. Many people don't know that. Yeah. Many, 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 many people don't know that. People would tell me, I'm so jealous you live in Jamaica. I said, girl, <laughs> you wouldn't ride. You wouldn't ride like I'm riding. <laughs> Trust that. Yeah. 
you wouldn't be you wouldn't be jealous of how I'm riding. Mm-hmm. Believe me. Don't be jealous of me. Yeah. Come come walk it out. Come walk it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what we come do have to be out. we do have to be mindful of not being envious of other people, but uh even though you're saying, you know, hey, don't be jealous, it's still you still enjoyed it. Even with having oh, to oh empty the bucket. You still were enjoying your move. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for giving me this space to to express myself. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for you today. Thank you. I'm thank you. I'm grateful for you as well because you know, I I knew I wanted to talk to you, you know, about this matter, but I had no idea about the meaning of what caused you to go to Jamaica. You know, I had no idea you were going to share all of this with us. So thank you for opening up and being so vulnerable. Thank you. Yeah. So let me ask, did you, when you, once you sold all your items and you decided, okay, you know, now I'm ready. Did you, did you have a place to stay when you got there? Did you stay at a hotel? Did you rent like a little house? How did you set up accommodations or did you set up before you left? No, I, um, when I got there, I first got a hotel and I got a hotel with a lady I had met. She was American from Atlanta. Okay. Her name's Carmen. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Carmen. (laughs) And she and I shared a hotel room and then we looked for a long-term rental Mm -hmm. and we found one on the beach and, um, that's where we lived, but she only lived there very part time mm-hmm. um, because she was still working. And um, and so she was only there um, like maybe a week out of the month or every six weeks or so. OK, but I didn't live there for long. OK. And um, mm-hmm. so after your time was up there, where did you live? How did you go about finding I... new new housing? Um, through conversation, through getting to know people and just really putting the spirit out there. I was tired of living in the long-term hotel. It was very noisy. Mm-hmm. It was like, it disrupted my spirit, but, but, but it, but it was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. I'll tell you, can I tell you the story about the mango? Yeah. Tell us. Okay. So. So at night, it would be very quiet because everyone's out or sleep. So very, very quiet. And I would lay in my bed and I would not have on any music, no phones, no nothing. I I wanted to hear the sounds of where I was, all the sounds. And if you've been to Jamaica, you hear the croaking lizards at night. And that's normal. The crickets Mm -hmm. are croaking. They're croaking lizards. So... So one night I kept hearing this thump, thump, thump. I was like, what is that? Right. What is that? What is that? And it, it just, it was like a dull thump. It, it it would happen like every few minutes. Right. And it was May. It was, it was May. Mm-hmm. And May is, May is, um, I'll tell you, I don't want to give it away. Okay. So I opened the door. 
and I first I smelled and this air smelled real sweet like super sweeter than than normal I could smell the sea but I could also smell citrus I could smell a fruit mm -hmm. so I just I, I've kind of focused my eyes in the trees and I find that you know, living in the city and living everyday life, we don't look at the trees and the, the, the scenery and the, you know, the mountains, we don't really focus our eyes in on that. Mm -hmm. So that's what, that was my intention there, you know, to focus in on all levels of my senses. So I'm looking at the trees and then all of a sudden the thump happened again. It was a mango that dropped off the tree. I saw it. Uh-huh. It dropped right off the tree. I was like, oh, that's the sound. That's where it's coming from. I was like, I was like, at, at first, I didn't even know it was a mango. Oh, uh -huh. my God, my mouth is watering. I didn't even know it was a mango mm -hmm. at first. I didn't even know because I, I was like, I was like, what is this? What is this fruit? And then I, I looked and I looked again and I was like, I smelled it. I was like, oh, I was like, oh my God, this is a mango. Oh, these are mangoes. This is a mango tree. <laughs> I went crazy. I went crazy. I went crazy. I had a dress on. I went, I picked up as many as I could, <laughs> put in my dress, went back in the house, <laughs> went back in the whole place. I was like, wow. <laughs> It's raining mangoes. I started, I started eating on them. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's so ironic, not to flip the script, but it's so ironic that it, it, it in the products that I make, the mango is my best seller. Mm. Mango is my best seller. And it wasn't even intentional or anything. But once I found that aroma, uh -huh. once I found the, the aroma and I smelled it, it took me back. It, it took me back to that day. Uh -huh. It took me back. So I was like, oh, this is the mango. This I'm using the word. We got mango. We got mango. Wow. So. Yeah, so that's my mango story. Oh my God. So I lived there. Then I found a um a, a guest house mm -hmm. an American woman had, an African American woman had. So and it was um on the beach still, on this on the morass side, because you got the beach side and the morass side. So it was on the morass side. And um I lived there for a little while. Okay. Until I didn't. That was a funny story how I didn't, but then I moved on and I got my own apartment. I got my own apartment, my own, it was a little two bedroom apartment at that, mm -hmm. had a peekaboo view of the ocean. It was $600 a month. Nice. And mm -hmm, it was up in Hermitage is what they call it. Hermitage, mm -hmm. almost to red ground. Um, you found your place um, to live, your apartment. Did you did you find it by talking to like local people? Um, like you know, like in I don't know if people still use it. I'm I'm sure I'm I'm gonna sound real old school right now, but uh, in the states we have the penny saver, right? Remember the penny saver before Zillow and and all those yeah. you know Trulia, yeah. all those things on apartment.com. We had penny savers. So, right. I mean, how did you, 
How did you find? Nah, man, you have to ask somebody over there. Then they say, oh, you go over there. So the yellow house there. So you make one left where Mr. Myrie stay. Yeah, man, Mr. Myrie make the good bag juice, man. So once you go around that corner, you'll meet up with one youth and he'll give you some information. Yeah. <laughs> as you might already can tell is I like to talk about food. We're going to talk about your living, but listen. Okay. okay yeah. Let's talk about the food. Jamaican yes. food. Okay. Yes. Jamaican food. Yes. So like, I, like Jessica and I already talked about, I'm vegan now. Right. But I wasn't always vegan. Okay. And <laughs> so I remember before I even went to Jamaica, uh, I used to make, curry chicken and I used to um I love the rice and peas I love the plantain um I love the way the Jamaicans make their cabbage I make my cabbage like that now um what else I like did I say jerk chicken jerk chicken curry chicken I loved it all right Uh but I remember my Uh very first meal in Jamaica was curry goats and it was really good Mm. Yeah, it was really good. So take us, let us explore your your food journey there. Like what were some of your favorite things that you ate when you were in Jamaica? Okay. So I'm going to disappoint you because I'm not much of a foodie. Oh, I'm not much of a <laughs> it's foodie. all right. I'm a, I'm a very, that's all right. I'm a very basic. I'm a basic eater, not a basic eater, but, but I, I'm not much of a foodie. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, I never, to this day, I've never tried curry goat. Okay. I've never tried curry, curry goat, but I've seen it and it does smell good. Look good. All of that. Uh-huh. But, um, what's my favorite? Like, I love the beach food when 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 they would come by. But I'm gonna get into more food food. But uh-huh. these these are my these are my favorites. Okay. So I I love the cocoa bread. I love the cocoa bread. Mm-hmm. Hot cocoa bread. Uh-huh. I love hot cocoa bread. I I love I love the um I love the um uh, rum cake rum cake. I, mm-hmm. I went to Miss Brown's bakery one time and she said, you want to try one little piece of a rum cake? <laughs> I said, yeah. I said, yes, I do. <laughs> so she said, here, let, let me fix it up for you. Let me fix it up for you. So she takes the, she takes the, 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 the piece of, this is in her bakery. It's beautiful. It's in red ground. Well, it was in red ground. I don't know where it is now, but uh-huh. anyway, or in good hope. So anyway, so, so she takes a little cake. It's so, only a little tiny rum cake. And she takes and she puts another shot of rum on it. Whoa. She said, let me fix it up a little bit for you now. Yeah. I said, okay. So that was the best. Um, That was the best. <laughs> the best. The best piece of rum cake I ever had. It was strong. I had to take my time with it. I had to take my time with it. Um. But I think that I became kind of vegan in Jamaica mm-hmm. because I loved Callaloo, 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 oh, Callaloo, yes. Callaloo. Oh. I would make Callaloo quesadillas. I would make Callaloo wraps. I would eat Callaloo raw in a salad. Mm-hmm. 
Callaloo has to be my absolute favorite favorite i'm not a seafood person mm-hmm. so um i love aki but man i love salt fish and i come from jamaica no way <laughs> so <laughs> so i mean i miss nothing yeah so um so i don't like salt fish um but the food there all in all it's rich. Mm-hmm. It's rich in 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 flavor, and I find that Jamaicans, like Americans, we eat to socialize. You know what I mean. <coughs> Everything we do. Do you want to? Right. You, but they eat, and this is a, this is just my experience mm-hmm. of being in my yard and being there. So if any Jamaicans are on the line, don't come for me. This is my experience. Right. Okay. 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 <laughs> so um, they eat to nourish. Mm-hmm. They eat to nourish. I remember being at the shop one day and I had eggs and something else and bread and the Jamaican lady, she had fish, rice and peas, and something else. And she said, that's an American breakfast. This is a Jamaican breakfast. Mm. And I was like, ah, they're not eating no eggs and bacon and all that mm-hmm. in the morning. They're, they're going to, they might have some sip, some stew, some stew. Mm-hmm. They might have some veg and fish. You know what I'm saying? So they eat, they eat differently. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so that's, that was the biggest food lesson of, of being in Jamaica. And I had the opportunity to grow a lot of my own food and learn how to, thanks to my, my form, my now former husband, always life friend, Nigel. So, yeah. That, I think that's so cool. I want to hear more about your garden in just a sec. But I'll, I want to tell you, because when you say Callaloo, so this past weekend, because I wasn't feeling well, I was like, I need to get some stuff to like, you know, make myself feel better. So I went to Atlanta to the uh, farmer's market. I went to the DeKalb farmer's market. And I have been looking for this for years. I was not able to find it. But I had a feeling that I was going to find it at the farmer's market. And I found Callaloo. Oh, you would have thought. Yes, I found Callaloo. Yes, I found Callaloo. I was like, oh, my God. I cannot believe I found Callaloo, right? And wow. I, yes, I remember being at the treehouse, you know, at Miss Gale's uh-huh. uh, hotel. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. you know, they have the, you know, kind of, they serve like a traditional um, American breakfast. But once, when I, the last time Mixed. I went back, I had already uh, given up meat. And so I remember mm-hmm. for breakfast, I had a bowl of grits topped with callaloo. And girl... You talking about Isn't that good? the best combination oh, in the world? Yes. I, I know what you mean. I've had it. Yes. Yes. yes that's the, and those grits at Treehouse, there, there ain't no grits like that. Oh. There's something that happens. Those grits it's are love. yummy. Yes. <coughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah, so I have, I'm going to be cooking my callaloo. Maybe I'll send you a picture 
But man, you have to. When yes. I tell you, I was so happy to find that Callaloo. Oh, yeah. So I bet I can see myself probably going there maybe every you know six weeks to eight weeks to the Calf Farmers Market to get right. And right, let me tell right. you, when you eat that Callaloo. It, it it really does cleanse your body. And I don't mean like in a laxative, but you can feel it. I mean, it just feels so good in your body, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll, it's it, too, it, go ahead. It gives you iron. It's, it's very rich in iron. Yeah. It's very, because I have low iron. Mm-hmm. So the Callaloo... Like, and you, if you have low iron or, or, or even not, it's still, it's enriching and, yes. and giving you that. So yeah. 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 It's good. Yes. I'll tell you one other dish that I had at Negril's um, Treehouse, and I had never had this before. It was, uh, you know how Lisa Laws has like the beach party after the marathon. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. um, it was like a buffet and they had a black eyed pea salad. I had oh yeah the Gail's black eyed peas oh my uh, god yeah I had never ever 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 had black eyed peas salad until then and since then I have made it a couple times and I remember yes. a friend of mine she uh, she wasn't going to eat her food or something like that right and I was like can uh-huh. I have your food ticket. <laughs> 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 Right I, was like, I, I was like, I'll give you the other stuff, but I just want that black eyed pea salad. <laughs> right, 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 right. Oh man, that black eyed pea salad. I was, because you know, have, if you've never tried something, you're like, oh, just give me a little bit, right? When I mm-hmm, went back, mm-hmm. I wanted a lot of it. Like, get, give okay. me, give me that all. That person don't want their serving, give me their serving. <laughs> Right, 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 right now, right now, right now. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I definitely have good food memories uh, of yes, Jamaica. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so you were saying that you were doing the um, the mid level marketing, right, with the body shaper, multi lever, multi. I apologize, mm-hmm. multi lever. Mm-hmm. You were doing okay. multi lever marketing. Did you continue mm-hmm. that? while you were there in Jamaica or did you find another way to make money, you know, to take care of yourself or did you already have some money saved where you were able to take care of yourself? I lost my whole organization and my check. When you moved to Jamaica, is it because you disconnected or did they disconnect from you? I was still connected, but a lot of them disconnected from me Mm -hmm. because they went to another company. Mm -hmm. And then finally, after a few months, I decided to go to that said company Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. And then that's whenever the artists, they cut me off. Okay. (laughs) But then months later, it got sorted out. I left the other company and came back to artists. Okay. So, yeah. But um but I was pretty broke. Um <laughs> I um I was on the beach one day and 
was just every day just there because I had my residual income, right? Mm -hmm. And before, before everything happened, I, I had my residual income mm -hmm. and, and I, um, decided to take a class to learn how to teach yoga. Mm -hmm. It was a yoga teacher's training class. Mm. And I decided to take the class. Mm -hmm. I said, dang, I'm really not doing anything. I mean, I'm serving my group. I, I had a, what? They called what I called the West Coast wake up call every morning mm -hmm. um, at 7 a.m. And I would be on there with information, inspiration and motivation. So I still kept up my call. Mm -hmm. um, but after my call in the morning, there was nothing else really for me to do. Right. right. So anyway, I joined the yoga teacher training course. I went my first couple of days. I was like, this is hard. I weigh way more than everybody here. Um, nobody here looks like me. This is over my head. This is not for me. I don't have the right clothes. I don't I don't have I don't have what it takes. So I went to the teacher and I told him, I was like, thank you so much for the past three days. It's been wonderful, but basically I'm out. I can't do it. It's not, you know, mm -hmm. it's not for me. I'm not, you know, I'll never be able to remember all these things. And he told me, he was like, no, you can't quit. Um, it was a month long program. Mm -hmm. And he said, you can't quit, but you have something to give the world. So you, you've got to stick do with this. this. Mm -hmm. You got to stick with this. And so I did. Good. I did. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So I ended up losing 25 pounds. Oh, wow. Ended up like really like, yeah, it was amazing. I ended up really, I didn't lose 25 pounds. I released, released 25 20, pounds. Yes. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. when you could lose something, you know, you can get it back. Right. So I released the weight. I released the insecurities. I released all of those things. And I gained, you know, all of the goodness, you know, I didn't know all the words by, by heart. Yeah. I still don't, but I, I know the feeling. Mm -hmm. That's why I was able to, you know, be with you yeah. on the, on the paddle boards. So I started doing that, but I didn't start with the paddle boards. Okay. I didn't start with that. I started at Jackie's on the reef, mm -hmm. you know, Jackie, Jackie's on the reef. Yeah. So so she had taught, I had met her in a store because my first time, whenever I saw Dr. Scott, I also was taken to Jackie's on the reef okay, and got a massage and met Jackie. Um, so I, I, I was remiss for, for leaving that out. But, um, so I had seen her one day in the grocery store and I said, I said, um, uh, um, I, uh. I, I'm in a teacher training program, a yoga teacher training program. And she said, well, when you graduate, come up and see me. You got a job. And I was like, wow. Okay. What I mean, a blessing. You know, Jack, Jack, Jackie's is like a castle in the sky. Right. Right. I mean, it's so magnificent. And I was like, and people used to think I was her daughter there. They used to think I was her daughter. There were times where my back would be turned and they would call her and I would turn 
and they and it would be me and they would think it was her so it was a real like connection yeah so so I get up there my one of my first classes there were some people there they were pretty famous people mm-hmm. and um I was so nervous I, I doubt myself a lot of times so pe- people see me greater than I see myself. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 one of my secrets. Yeah. One of my secrets suff- one of my secret sufferings. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I go to Jackie and I'm standing there and she and I are about the same height at that time. Our bodies were about the same leanness, you know, but she's she's at this time she's in her 70s already and I'm still in my 40s. Yeah. So standing next to her and I'm like <sighs> I don't think I could do this. I'm pretty nervous. I'm sure they know way more about yoga than me. I don't know if I could do this. And she she did like this. She said, you better get over there and teach them people that yoga. You can do this. Go on now. I was, I was like, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I walked over to those people. As I walked over, I said, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for sending me strength. Thank you for sending somebody that can that just just that'll rough me up a little right. bit. Thank you for thank you for sending me somebody who's not gonna just say, okay, well I'll do the class for you, or okay, well you know, it's like thank you for sending somebody to believe in me more than I believed in myself. Yeah, you know. So went on to teach them. Went on to teach at Jackie's. Then Gail was like, well, I want some yoga over here, too. <laughs> so, you know, Gail, Gail was like, well, because me and Gail became friends. I met Gail uh, um, um, when when her um, uh, first husband passed. Uh, I um, I had went and extended an offer to her to, to, to do a yoga session with her just, you know, as an offering. I didn't know her. I didn't know him. Yeah. But, you know, and she was from Pittsburgh. She's from Pittsburgh, yeah. like me. She's she's from my hometown. So anyway, that's how I met Gail. So me, Gail, Jackie, there, there's like, you know, the American, you know, connection. Uh-huh. There. Yeah, the connection. But there, there's many more American connection mm-hmm. women that whew, rocked my world and, and just held me and, you know, while I was there. But um, anyway, so... Gail was like, I want some yoga over here. So I started teaching yoga at Gail's up in the, um, up in the room that's up there. Uh-huh. The, uh-huh. The, uh-huh. Where the breakfast is served. Uh, uh-huh. No, no, no. Not across there? from there. Oh. Across from there. The upstairs. There's a, um, there's like a, like a community room. Like a. Oh, um, oh yeah. Above the store. Yeah. Above the store. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Store. Yeah above the store. So I started teaching in there and every day that I taught there, it was good, but I'd look out the window and I I felt like a trap bird, Mm -hmm. you know, in there felt like a trap bird. And I didn't want to turn on the AC. I'd open all the windows and, you know, I just still felt like a trap bird. So one day Gail was doing, um, she was doing paddleboard. She got the paddle boards. And so she's like, Jessica, you know how to paddleboard? I was like, no, but I'm an avid swimmer, diver, mm-hmm. da, 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 da. I'm a, I'm a straight mermaid. So yeah. I was like, 
okay, let's do it, you know, so went out there, and then there was a yoga retreat that I was a part of, and the teacher wanted to do some moves on the paddle boards, and so then I was like, hmm, I wonder if there's something like this. And so I looked it up and there was SUP yoga, stand up paddleboard yoga. And I studied and studied and studied. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. Yeah. But there was no place that did it in in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. So um, so we came up with a plan. I was like, I'll do SUP yoga. <clears throat> Dominique, no one would come. Mm. No one would come. No one would come. They weren't having it. Maybe one person here and there. And I was like, wow, this is so magnificent. Like, wonder why people just, they won't do it. So I said, ah, let's call it liquid yoga. Let's call it liquid yoga. Let's take the pressure off. Yeah. Stand up paddleboard yoga. Like, that's deep. Like, yeah. that's scary. Like, you want me to do what? I'm on <laughs> vacation. Like, please. So I said, let's change it to liquid yoga. And we're not standing up. We're not standing up the whole time. No one stands up. I even had a man ask me from New York, he goes, why don't you stand up? We're doing, I said, no, nah, we're not doing that. We're laying on the board. We're listening to our heartbeat. Mm -hmm. We're looking, we're opening our eyes. We're looking out into the hills. This is a, this is a different flow. And so I kind of got my groove and I got my own style and, yeah. and it's still some yoga moves, but it's, it's in my, it's in my flow, Yeah, you know? So, and then I, I wanted to share it, share it, share it. And so once, once I changed it up and became myself you know, and, and share that it worked. Everybody wanted to come. Wow. Then. All you had to do was change, change up a little bit. Yeah. Change and they were open. They were open. They were open. Yeah. They were open. Wow. That is so cool. And I can just imagine how it might have felt out there. Just being there, listening to the ocean. Yeah. And you got to do that every day with a different group of people. Five days a week. That's awesome. So it's like yeah. they they were paying you to, I don't know, renew yourself each day. <laughs> you helped them and they helped yeah. you. Yeah. They helped me and I helped them. Mm -hmm. but both. We helped each other. Yeah. But then, but then I got empty. Yeah. I emptied out. Yeah. What? How so? I just emptied out over the years, over the time mm -hmm. between that and everything that was happening in my yard with my business. Um, mm -hmm. We had an almond business. I mean, he still has an almond business, but you know, and I just, <coughs> I just became empty. This became empty emotionally, mentally. It was like, I just didn't, I, I was pouring out, but there just wasn't enough pouring back in. Mm. Yeah. There's a, um, as I see a lot of people use now is you have to 
pour from your salsa. So you have to make sure your cup is filled. And when your cup is filled, anything extra you have, like a teacup, anything extra you have, it spills over into the saucer, right? And so when you give, you're giving from your salsa because everything that you have filled up in your cup, that's for you. Yes. I want to write that down. Yeah. I needed that. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I think that's a lesson that we all, especially women, you know, women, not to say that men are not nurturers, but <clears throat> excuse me, women, we're such nurturers and sometimes we can give, give, give and give until we don't have anything left. And, um, yeah, it, it, it we're, we can feel like you felt then empty, but we have to learn to fill up, fill ourselves, fill up our cups and pour from our saucers. And I would say the same thing um, happens with those who are caretakers, whether you're a caretaker professionally, or if you have a family member or a friend that you're helping to take care of, sometimes you can get so overwhelmed and consume with their well-being that you deprive yourself of proper food, you properly of, you know, rest. And so I don't know why this is even coming up. This is not part of, <laughs> part of it, but maybe somebody, supposed to, right. Somebody's supposed to hear this. So whoever you are, yeah, it's you, me. Jessica, fill, me. fill yourself up me. and pour from Thank your saucer. You. Me. Yeah. Me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. And you know what your, um, Remind your grandson and his uh, girlfriend that of that because they have a new baby now. And a lot of people will tell new parents, oh, you're not going to get any sleep. Don't let, don't, uh, you know, yes, babies do wake up, right? But don't let people feed that into their spirit that, Mm. oh, now you have to be sleep deprived. Because right. you have this baby, you know, right? They have to just adjust. When baby sleeps, mm-hmm. they sleep. When baby's up, they're up. Mm-hmm. And it might not be mm-hmm. for the f- same amount of time, but they're gonna mm-hmm. have to fill themselves up. Otherwise, they're mm-hmm. they're just gonna be little walking mommy and daddy zombies, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. encourage them. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm write that down too. Yeah. Please. Um, that's wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome. So Jessica, when you moved to Jamaica, did you have to have any documents in order to live there? If so, tell us what, because there may be someone who is interested. I know when I, okay, let me back up for a second. You know how you say when you got to Jamaica, you felt like you were at home. Mm -hmm. When I go, that's the feeling that I have. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. the first time mm-hmm. I went, I was looking all around like, oh my gosh. But if I go back now, I sit back in the car, in the van. I'm like, we're just going home. It's such, it's such yes. a comfort. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Yes. So for someone who may be saying, you know what? Maybe I might want to spend some time in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. What kind of documents do do they need? 
Okay, so you can't just move there. Uh-huh. It's not it's not it's not that simple and and so first we as Americans, we can only be there 6 months at a time. Okay. So when I first went, I would leave to reset my clock. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I would leave to reset my clock. But I did go and get myself a TRN number. So a TRN number is like a social security number there. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anybody can go get one. So you go to the government office, you sit there for however many hours that you have <laughs> patience for. Yes. <laughs> That's not easy in a Jamaica. <laughs> you know, island so, time. Uh, yes, man. Dear God. So, so, um, Anyway, I would set the clock six months, six months, six months. Mm-hmm. I would I would set the clock. So I was there actually for nine months mm-hmm. when I met um, when I met Nigel. Mm-hmm. So so um, at that time when I met him, I was trying to get a work permit. Okay, mm-hmm. so work permit will give you the the capacity to live there full time. So until that time, you cannot work. You cannot volunteer. You cannot um, do anything. It's it's very strict, um, and you know, and they're they're strict on that mm-hmm. as it as it is. So you can't walk up in there and be like, oh, I'm going to go get me a job, and don't work like that. So I applied for a work. I was I was about to apply for a work permit. At that time, in 2012, 2000, yeah, 2012, it cost $2,000 for a work permit. Okay. And um, whenever you apply for a work permit, and this seems like it's a trend in different places because I lived in the Bahamas too. Mm-hmm. So it's a trend where you have to, um, the employer has to run an ad to make sure there is a, a Jamaican that can have your said job because they get the jobs first. Okay. Rightfully so. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So there's an ad that's run and then um, there's an ad that's run that says, okay, are there any Jamaican yoga teachers that can come down and teach yoga in Negril, Jamaica? Okay. Oh, there aren't any. Okay. All right. So we'll give you a chance. So it costs $2,000. So here's the thing though, the pay it may take you maybe about six months to a year to even recoup that $2,000 because the pay is not very high for Jamaicans. So how how is it going to be any higher for you right. as an American? Unless mm-hmm. you're working, maybe if you're working for a corporation or you know, I don't know about that. I just know about, you know, the basic jobs that were there, you know? Okay. So, so, and as a yoga teacher, I made $20 per student and then I had to split that. Mm-hmm. And I only had six students a day if I had six students every day. So, you know, it wasn't like I was making so much money, you know what I mean? Right. To be mm-hmm. able to, to offset. So, if you're going to go work down there, I would say not. I would say if I was to give anybody advice, I would say don't go down there trying to work. 
if you're going to live there, come with some money, Mm -hmm. come with some money and have some type of income that's Um, coming in every month. Okay. That's really good advice. That TRN number, can you apply for that prior to your arrival to Jamaica or do you, you can only apply for it once you're there? That's an in-person. All these documents are in-person. Okay. They're in-person and your TRN, like you don't need it right away, Mm -hmm. but if you're going to really live there, you will eventually need it because you need that TRN to get your electric turned on. You need it to get your cable turned on. Mm -hmm. If you want (coughs) to, if you, I think you could get a phone without a TRN number. Oh, no, you can't. Because somebody got me my first phone with their TRN number. And then I lost the phone and I couldn't even, I had to go to Digicel in person, had to show them my TRN. Like it's, they're pretty (coughs) thorough, but (coughs) like it's, it's, their system is a little slow, but it's, it is what it is. And, and that's something that this is, this is a humongous thing. If I, if, if I don't say anything else about moving, especially to Jamaica, cause I, I mean, yeah, I lived in Puerto Rico, but still I, I lived, lived in Jamaica. That's mm-hmm. the only place I've ever really like seriously lived. My biggest thing is, is that don't, and whenever you go, not saying you, but I'm saying anyone right. who would want to go, don't go expecting things to be like they are in America. Know that you must have some serious patience, serious patience, serious Mm -hmm. humility. Um, I got like rushed out of a government office one day. I went in there. I had on a shirt that was maybe similar to this, might've been similar to this, maybe not cut as, as, as much, maybe more up to here. Cause I was taking care of business and I was going to go get something. I was in the employment office. I was going to get some kind of sign off or something for my work permit. Um, so I walk in, everyone's quiet and they all look at me and I get to the front desk and I'm like, hi, you know, hello, I'm here to get my, you know, and he gets up out of his seat. He's like, you have to get out. You have to go. You have to go. You have to go. I was like, what, what, what? So he takes me outside. And he's like, you can't be in here without any sleeves on. I was like, oh my God, you made me feel like I, I came in here and committed a crime. He's like, you can come back, but go get some sleeves. <coughs> so walked, 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 walked about a half a mile till I found a store got me a little jacket, went back in. So I'm saying that to say that there's a lot of little idiosyncrasies that are there. I mean, maybe if you have a guide, you won't have to deal with that. Like I didn't have a guide. I was self-guided. I had people that helped me along the way, but I got in that route taxi, took that 30 minute ride to Sav Mm -hmm. and walked around not with navigation, not with, you know, Google Maps, because I have a 
a little Digicel phone that mm-hmm. doesn't have all the, all that on right. there. So, right. you know, I'm just trying to figure out my way and, and you got to talk, you mm-hmm. got to talk to people, you know, so that's how I found my way. So I would say if anything, if, and probably this probably holds true to move into any country. And, and I'm saying it because when I was there, I would see people do it all the time. They're like, oh, why do they do this? Well, you know, we don't do that at home. And what is this? And mm-hmm. it's like, no, no, you're not in your country. Hello. You're not in, you're not in your country. Mm-hmm. This is their country. Yeah. The best you can do it is sit back and be quiet. I probably mm-hmm. used my voice the very least when I lived in Jamaica at the very least because I was quiet and listening so much mm-hmm. and just watching movements. So yeah, I, I didn't mean to cut that, but no, you know, but that's, that's really important because came on me. yeah, because sometimes people uh, go somewhere, right? You're so used to in America saying, Oh, well, this is how we do it. Well, yeah, that may be how it's done here, but it's not done somewhere else. And so you have to adjust. Right to the local mm-hmm. customs. That's just like uh if someone was moving uh from somewhere to the US, right? And mm-hmm. they're like, oh well, I do such and such. You're like, oh, we don't do that in America. So if it's good for them, it's good for you. Right? Right. 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 And so you have to learn you have to learn the local uh customs. That's you know? right. And um, embrace them almost. Yeah. I mean, because if this is some place that you are wanting to live or spend a significant amount of time in order for you to enjoy yourself, you have to let go of some of the things that you maybe, you know, thought was important at home and adjust to how things are. Yes. When you go back to the U.S. or wherever, you know, that person may be from. Yes, you can do that. But when you're here, you follow their rules, kind of like it's almost kind of like going back to be a kid, you know, in your parents' house. These are the rules. <laughs> you know? I, I became I became a child. I I became mm-hmm. a child. I became a child in in that new land. You're that's a yeah. very good description. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something else I wanted to ask you, but I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> um, so if you had to if you had to, well, we already kind of gave it. That's okay. We had to give advice to someone who wants to live abroad. It was basically what we just talked about, learning to adjust to the local culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so one thing I notice whenever I go to Jamaica uh, is nobody wants the Jamaican dollars. <laughs> Everybody wants the U.S. dollars. So... um when you were there, did you, is it, is it because of the exchange rate, right? Yes. I want the, I want the U S dollar baby. Yeah. yeah. Pay me in U S dollars. And right now it's like <clears throat> 1.37 or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what they want. The U S dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I go, the first time I went, I uh, exchanged money, but I learned at that trip I will not be exchanging any money because nobody uh, wants it. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you a funny, um, a funny thing that happened. And I know it was all coming from a good place, but I I wonder 
how did this young girl explain this to her parents? So when we were, this is the first trip. We were leaving uh, to go back to the airport and we stopped at a little, like a convenience store, right? And there was a little girl there. Uh, she was, you know, maybe going home from for lunch. She had her uniform. Mm-hmm. And somebody asked her, they're like, oh, can I take a picture with you? And so she said, yes. And so after they took mm-hmm. the picture, they gave her some money, like as a thank you. And mm-hmm. so everybody else on the bus was like, oh, can I get a picture? And so everybody was just going to take a picture or even some people didn't take pictures. They were just like here and they were just giving her all of this money. Right. Uh And uh I mean, for this little girl, she just looked overwhelmed. Like what in the world is happening? What is happening? But uh, (laughs) I do wonder how did she go home and say, uh, all these American people get this? They're used to it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Mommy, 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 look what happened, mommy. Mommy, the American them pretty mommy. Mommy, they take one picture with me, mommy. But but guess what? Guess what? Guess what? My Jamaican grandmother, she wouldn't allow her kids to have to for people to take pictures of them. When they were little, mm-hmm. it's, she she tell them don't allow the tourists. Okay, you can't let the tourists and them take pictures of your man to capture your soul. You know what that? I heard she used to say. I think that is also. I'm trying to think. There, there's another culture that believes that. Mm. A- she's 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 very old too. Mm-hmm. So that's her. You know, that's her mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I know I've, I've had you on here for a little while and, um, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I do want to, um, ask you to close your eyes for a moment. And I want you to take this moment and don't think about the how, and I want you to dream big. Mm-hmm. And what do, what dream do you have for your future? living where I can grow my food I can be by the sea smelling the fresh air hearing the birds it's my heart's desire it's my my soul yearns for it every single day yeah Every day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Every day. I pray for you just like God made a way for you to go to Jamaica and live there Mm -hmm. wherever he Mm -hmm. wants to send you so that your dream can be fulfilled. I pray that he makes a way. It may not be today, may not be tomorrow, but I pray that he allows your dream to come forth and you be able to live that dream. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And I, I, um, I get for those who are watching this, you guys can see that Jessica has a kind of like a laboratory behind her. 
And um, as you guys can hear, Jessica is an entrepreneur. So she's done marketing. She has yoga. Um, you guys don't know it, but in Jamaica, she had an almond build it, uh, business as well as a Jamaican black castor oil business. So she is no stranger to hard work. I won't even say hard work, but work that she enjoys. And so before you go, I want you to share with us, how can they get in contact with you? Because you mentioned that you use that mango scent in your products. So if they want to be able to experience some of the things, and if you want to take a moment to tell us what all you offer and how they can contact you to um, try out some of your products, because I know it's going to be good. I don't know you to be a half stepper, so I know it's going to be good. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to share. I, um, it's a gift God just kind of sprinkled on me. Mm -hmm. I, I make vegan bath and body products, mm -hmm. like vegan bath bombs. Let's see. Vegan bath bombs. <laughs> They're, they're, what makes them vegan is that there's no, um, there's no um, uh, dyes or perfumes. There's no coloring. The coloring is vegan, so there's no animal products in here that are going to absorb into your skin. Okay. I make vegan, I make vegan body butter, vegan sugar scrub. Um, what else? Lip balm. I, I want to send you a box. I'm going to send you a box. Oh, really? Of course, send me your mailing address. Send me your mailing address. Oh my gosh, look, I'm of so course. overwhelmed, I'm choking. Of course, no, of course, of course, of course. So, so I make these wonderful things. It's, it's, it's truly a gift from God. I, I don't even, I, my, my main, uh, before I did network marketing and after I did network marketing, I, I, I did real estate. I'm a real estate broker in California and in, in, um, in Florida. And so Real estate is where I've made my money in my life, real estate and network marketing. Okay. So those, those two things are so far from mixing up products and look, mixing up products and making stuff. And let me see what we got here. This is, this is body butter right here. Nice. This is body butter I made yesterday. It's lavender. You should smell it. It's amazing. I know it has a different label on here, but that's all right. And then. I make these loofah soaps. Nice. Just you listen when you I've, when I see your videos of you, you look like you're having such fun when you're making things. It is. I love it. It's so cool. And then when you put it on your body, you got all my happy vibes. In nice. So, um, what? My website is ladyjorganics.com. So it's www.lady the letter J organics dot com and I'm Lady J Organics on everything Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, um, YouTube. And I, you inspired me to perk up my Jessica's Jamaica um YouTube. So um I was on there last night until two o'clock in the morning looking at all the videos. I was like, oh my God, my life. Oh my God. <laughs> so 
there's tons of videos on my YouTube, Jessica's Jamaica. And then you'll see all my products on my YouTube, Lady J Organics. And um, I'm just living, y'all. I'm just living. I'm just walking it, walking it out. Just walking nice. it out. Nice. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know. I don't know what's next. <laughs> oh yeah, I do. I do. I do. I book the book Jessica's Jamaica. It's coming out mm-hmm. soon. You've also inspired me. I've been absolutely stuck writing a book for the past like probably for the past ten years, but intensely for the past year. And I um. I, I really have gotten pushed into action um, because of you. So I, I just really want to thank you. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. I want to thank you. I want to thank you so much. Yeah. Thank well, you. none of this happens by accident. None of it. True. None of it happens True. by accident. And so I want to give a shout out to somebody. And that person will be Lisa Laws. Oh, because yes, Lisa Laws. Lisa Laws. Yeah, we talk about this on the podcast because we have to use our gifts, right? When we use our gifts, we're able to bless other people. So if Lisa had not answered the call, used her gift, I may not have made that trip to Jamaica when I did, and I wouldn't have had a chance to meet you. So... Yes, nothing happens. I mean, there's more people involved, but we go, we gonna give this shout out to Lisa, yeah, right? We'll give it on the micro. Yes, yes. <laughs> One yes, time yes. for Lisa. <laughs> One time for Lisa. Yes. Well, thank you, Jessica, and thank you those thank of you, you who are listening. Thank you so much for tuning in to another conversation at the table with Demonique. Like I said at the beginning, if you want to come on this podcast, if you have a great experience and story to to share, please contact me. My contact information will be in the show notes. I'll also include Jessica's information, just in case you didn't get a chance to write that down. You might be driving. Uh, we'll put her information in the uh, in the show notes. So thank you again. Until next time, be blessed and peace. <laughs> thank you for joining us today. Come back next Thursday for a new episode of At the Table with D Monique podcast. Don't forget to bring a snack.